Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, whether you are listening to a podcast, watching this on a video, however it is, I really appreciate you uh, you coming on and, and having a listen or giving it a watch. Uh, really quick video, or not really quick, but quick enough. I wanted to, to go over something um, and hopefully add some value to, to everyone. So as some of you will know, some of you will not know, I recently had dinner with Gary B. Um, huge idol of mine. It was, yeah, it was the best night of my life. It was amazing. Um, and what I wanted to do was there was a few things that really stood out to me about that dinner that I wanted to go over that aren't necessarily things that I found on his online content or I got a feel from, from the stuff that he's putting out for free. Um, and I know not everybody could make it along to that dinner. Um, so yeah, I figured I'd go over them, put them in a video on a podcast, that kind of stuff, and hopefully bring some value to everyone. Um, so the dinner was amazing. It was two, two and a half hours long. There was eight of us there, um, plus D-Rock and Gary. Um, I had a really good chance to have a chat with D-Rock as well. He's awesome. Um, such a such a humble dude. Has no idea the the you know how important and stuff he is in the whole thing, which is amazing. Um, the first thing I noticed about Gary, this was a real standout to me, is how intensely he listens. Um, he I think sometimes comes across online as being quite rude because he almost cuts people off. But I seriously, having having sort of watched him quite closely for a little bit, think he actually knows sometimes what people are going to say before they even say it because he's so focused in on what they're saying. Um, he really does have an intense sort of focus. Like he was right up until walking on the dinner, I could see him coming down the corridor on his phone working, put his phone away, went 100% on the dinner, and then he had to go, boom, straight out. And then I know that he was off within, I think it was 12 hours of leaving the dinner, he'd flown back to America and was garage sailing. So D-Rock wasn't even going home. They were both going to Gary's house to save time so that they could get out of garage sailing earlier. So the guy really is all on. Um, he explained that he really does work 16 hours a day because that was something that I spoke to him about, um, which is is a lot you know I, I normally feel like I work stupidly hard and he really he really goes which was amazing um huge huge standout thing to for me was um we spoke a little bit about some of the other guys that had big followings online um and he touched a lot on how it's not always a good idea to take Advice, just because it's on YouTube or, or Google or Facebook or Instagram, wherever it is you're seeing, a lot of these guys, and, and I kind of got this impression as well, but they put up a bit of a facade, you know, they front like, they've got these cars, these houses, this money, um, and you know, they're everywhere, but they may not necessarily actually have those things. Um, and, you know, they kind of leverage off people thinking they've got it a little bit. So I found that really, really interesting. Um, he actually mentioned an example where he, specifically went across and did a, a podcast and a video with someone solely with the hope of getting at his audience and bringing them back across to him where it's a much more sort of nice realistic way of doing things as opposed to you know forcing your ideas down someone's throat and that kind of thing so that was really interesting i spoke about what he's investing in um so for me personally investing is a huge thing that i'm looking into at the moment um, he is heavily, heavily backing voice and VR. Um, not necessarily that every voice company will win. Um, he brought up and it makes a lot of sense, but 
there will be some that will come through. We talked about cryptocurrency. He talked about um, how the base idea of it, he thinks is quite good, but any get rich quick scheme is bad. So that's why Bitcoin didn't work out for a lot of people. It did work out for some, um, but obviously the top 001% of everything, of anything, sorry, is, is a winner. So whether it's a basketball player, a Bitcoin investor, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, for me personally, I'm going to be looking into voice for my investment off the back of that. He, um, he touched on some of the, like he's getting all of his videos uh, transcribed and all of his words like broken up or something so that eventually people will be able to like get his voice to say things. So you could set like an alarm clock say, which is Gary Vee waking up in the morning saying get out of bed. And they'll just take get out of bed from different videos that he's submitted um, and then be able to chop them together and, and it'll be able to speak quite closely to how you know a human would talk, which is really, really intense. Um, I noticed how fast he moves. He's like boom, 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 boom all the time um, as well, which was intense. A huge thing that stood out to me was he said about not letting the old school way that the business was done affect how you act now and in the future, um, which is massive because with my background coming from, from radio and TV, which are more traditional sort of marketing mediums across to digital, I do feel like I probably held on to some bad habits coming through that. Um, so he kind of just really emphasized the importance of not doing that. Um, I found out that the first ever client that he landed uh, when he started VaynerMedia was Gillette, which you know is, is unbelievable. And anybody who you know who understands agency or, or marketing or any of that sort of stuff would, would know how big you know landing a client Gillette size is. Um, but for him, yeah, that was his first pickup, and it was because he didn't really have those old school. These people need to be praised and worshipped, and you know when you have a meeting, you bring your general manager, your sales manager, every person with you, and take it really seriously. And said he was just himself, um, and just took the knowledge that he'd learnt through building his dad's wine business straight to Gillette, um, and that was how he signed them, just with authenticity, um, which yeah I thought was was really really cool. Um, obviously, we touched on self awareness and patience, so. We talked about me being being young and, and sort of that position that put me in. Um, yeah, just be patient. Um, basically, it was everything that I already thought he would say. He really brought up around that, like thinking really long term. We touched a lot on micro speed, macro patience, which I didn't really fully understand, but I found that really, really interesting. So that was, that's basically every day work fast, you give it everything you've got, go all in, but when you think long term, you have to think really slow. So, you know, like work fast enough to build your business in a year, but aim to build it in five, so that the thing that you can create across that period of time can be so much bigger. Um, yeah, we talked about me not buying dumb things, which was pretty, <laughs> really sad advice for me. Um, you know, and, and I spoke to him about how I didn't feel that necessarily some of the, the things that I spend my money on are really to impress other people, more so just because I really enjoy them. Um, and he had a really good line, he just said, that's okay as long as you're willing to understand that that $50,000 you spend on a Mercedes holds you back. And that's $50,000 that you can't invest in your business and in growing it and that kind of thing. And that really sunk in. And I think it actually kind of changed my perception a little bit around it. So that's really interesting. Um, 
And then finally, and, and this is um, this is something that I was really pleased to be able to touch on with him, was the power of pay-per-play marketing as opposed to free marketing, especially on social media. Um, so we, he talked about how he does his pay-per-play marketing, which is he makes like really small, finely targeted pieces of content and then targets them really finely instead of creating really broad content and targeting it really broadly, which is what he feels a lot of people do. So let's say he had something that he wanted to sell to someone who lived in Christchurch, New Zealand, which is where I am right now. He would make a video saying, hey Christchurch, New Zealand, this is what I have for you. Instead of, hey guys, this is what I have, and then sending it out everywhere. So that was a really cool thing. I've actually used that with a LinkedIn campaign since, um, and I found that it was actually, it was interesting, the, the, um, the cost per clicks and things like that was a little bit lower. Um, so it's something that I'm going to play around with a lot more in the future and see if I can start getting a little bit more out of my spends online. Um, but yeah, one thing that he did touch on was just how massively underpriced that attention is on Facebook and Instagram. So I know I'm going to be getting into that. Um, but yeah, aside from that, look, honestly, those were the real standouts for me. Um, if, if there's something that you've wondered, we may have touched on it. Like I said, the video was two, two and a half hours long. Um, there was a lot of people in the room that had much different questions to me. Um, and so, you know, I may have overheard something. If you have anything, feel free to reach out, whether it's comments, Facebook messages, Instagram DMs, you know, wherever you're watching this, feel free to get in touch with me. I'd love to be able to help you if I can. Hopefully you manage to pick up a bit of value from this. Um, but yeah, see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.